The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I want to talk about the world's population today. Is uh, World Population Day, and according to some, there are too many of us on this planet, or there soon will be. Robin Maynard is executive director of Population Matters, and he's with me now. Robin, you're very welcome to the show. Um, is the world in, in danger you, of having too many people? Well, it, it's there's certainly there are eight billion of us uh, currently. We we hit the eight billion mark in November of last year. We've added about another thirty-five to forty million in the intervening months. So our population is growing and is going to, according to the UN projections, which is one of the, the best sources, we're going to add another 2 billion plus by the sort of 2080s. And if you, if you look at where we are at the moment, actually probably 2.4 billion plus. So we're adding quite, quite a lot of people to the planet mm. every year, about the same, same size as the population of Germany. And our population is, is impacting upon our planet. You know, we we see the, the ecosystems, our environmental services, you know, whether it's our weather, our climate, our fisheries are, are starting to strain and, and uh, you know, stretch at the seams a bit because we're asking too much of our planet. At least some of us are. Of course, there are many people in the world who don't take a, a great deal. But our footprint, those of us who are lucky enough to live in the developed world, whether it's Ireland where you, where you are, uh, or myself in England, you know, we use a lot of the Earth's resources, more than our fair share, and it's both a combination of our consumption and uh, the sheer numbers of human beings as well. Uh, when you look at those projections, um, the, the more recent ones, though, would suggest that when we get to 2080, things do start to level off and even possibly dip downwards. So, you know, we've moved away from kind of population bombs and those books that talked about, you know, inevitable famine, kind of widespread global famine and disaster. And there, there's, there, there is an expectation now that things will level off at, at, at kind of 10.4, 10.5 billion, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, which is, there is certainly the long-term projections are for, for a plateauing, a stabilisation or peak population at about 2086, I think was the, hmm. the UN projection. But that, there's a range of projections. I mean, there's some crazy figures. So, if on average each woman in the world has one child or sorry, has half a child more or <laughs> half a child less, but let's think of it every second family. Yes, yes. Every second family has one child more or one child less. If it's one child less, our population really will start slowing down to get to about 7.3 billion, 7.4 billion, which is fewer than we currently are. If it's one child more on average, then we get into 15, 16 billion, which is a bit of a scary mm. prospect. So there's a huge variation. And that really depends on all the positive things that have been happening, but are slowing in some places around education for girls and women and access to family planning continuing to be delivered. And of course, I don't know about the Republic of Ireland, but our government here in the UK and England has just cut its aid, aid budget to all sort of family planning and and girls' education programs. So th there are some negative signs. And, uh, you know, actually, you know, I think we are in quite a challenging state. We're lucky in some ways because we have access to resources, often to other people's resources mm. in other countries. But I've just been talking to a colleague in Nigeria. Their population currently is 216 million, set to double by 2050 to over 400 million and set to treble, more than treble, by the end of the century. And their infrastructure and their social stability is really under pressure, as, as uh, Chidera, my colleague, was telling me. Sometimes, you know, when these arguments are made, um, uh, Robert, I, I'm, I'm not accusing you of this. I don't know, has anybody ever accused you of it? But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, so, sometimes people suggest we're, we're kind of 
um, you know, we're very much kind of talking down to developing nations, you know, that we're kind of telling no, people I in, because you, you look at the kind of the highest birth rates, it, it's, it's all in Africa, actually, the top 10, Niger, Angola, Mali, Uganda, Benin, Chad, the yeah. DRC, South Sudan, Somalia, Mozambique. And some people interpret Absolutely. this as kind of, well, Robin and Kieran are kind yeah, of you know, the telling out, isn't it? I mean, poor it, I, dark-skinned people to start having know, fewer babies. I know, and, and that's the last thing we want to be doing, because actually the call for stabilising population, but, but most particularly through the positive solutions of enabling all girls to go to school and all women to have access to the family planning choice they want. It's not about telling people not to have children, it's giving them their human rights. The things that we sort of take for granted you know, in the developed world. And I know, you know, that in Ireland, you know, every girl, I think every woman between 17 and 25 gets access to free contraception. Those are really progressive things. That's, you know, and abortion was made legal rather than being criminalised. But that's not the case everywhere. So there's some really progressive human rights issues, which are not about telling people what to do. It's about meeting people's needs and rights. So it's about taking the lessons, is it, of developed countries, which is that, affluence and education and improved health care lead to a natural decline in birth rates. And well, you apply uh, that model, a, is it? You're, you're throwing a fantastic uh, discussion grenade into the room there, Karen, <laughs> because affluence isn't, isn't the answer. I mean, we are consuming far too much. So if, every, if, if everybody in Ireland and the UK were represented you know, physically by our consumption, we would be sort of 10-ton King Kong stomping around the countryside because we, we take so much. So for Ireland, if everybody in the world lived like you guys do, we'd need 2.8 planets. For those of us in England particularly, we'd need over three planets because we, we are consuming too much. So our responsibility, where our fertility rates are falling generally, mm. is to really also reduce our consumption and to enable people to make choices in developing countries and enable them to develop, yeah, for sure. But development is not just about getting richer and, and GDP. Development is about well-being and having you know, access to choice. You know, so there's a, there's a subtle difference between what the, um, the plutocrats who want everybody to consume more stuff from Amazon want and what human beings want to live quality of life, decent lives and, you know, realise their life opportunities. I think it's Amazon Prime Day, so it's maybe it's, it's, it's fitting that you mention them. That's exactly what they want us to do on a <laughs> yeah, day no like doubt today. Yeah, they'll be after me now. I'll be sued in seconds. <laughs> um, tell me this. Um, is, is there a generally accepted population figure that is perceived to be sustainable? Or does it just depend uh, on, on what you've talked about, on levels of consumption? It, it's such a balance, and so, there are so many variables. Nobody really knows. I mean, there are there are some academics who've you know done calculations and say the Earth can really only, only sustain two to three billion people. But as you say, people have been saying that for quite a long time, and we are sustaining eight billion people. Not everybody well. There are a billion people in poverty for sure, and we're doing it whilst we're eroding our life support system. So the climate is screaming at us. You know, things aren't going in the right direction. And whilst our population has burgeoned, so it's more than doubled in my lifetime, the population of all the other species we share this planet with have crashed. So there's been a 69% loss in wild populations over the past 50, 60 years, according to the latest Living Planet Report, which would be better called the Dying Planet Report, because each year it records a decline in other in other creatures, you know, so, and that's not just, oh, this isn't something nice to have and to see on a David Attenborough film. Those creatures, their ecosystems, their forests, their oceans, you know, their uh, tundra, the, the, the boreal forest and the tundra, they support our 
are living, even in the most urban places. So we can all go and try and live in a sort of metaverse or whatever Mark Zuckerberg is trying to delude <laughs> us with now. But we live in the real world. We breathe oxygen. We need to you know, eat food which generally has still been grown in good soil. So we've got to get ourselves in greater harmony with nature. And one of the ways we can do it, because we have the wonderful technology, yeah. is giving particularly girls and women the rights and access to contraception, you know, and it's cheap. Well, uh, actually, on technology, there's other people who, who lean on the technological argument to suggest, you know, the population can continue to grow at a rate of knots. You know, that, that, yes. that, that, that there, there will always be a technological solution. And, and in the context of food, which you mentioned, they'll say, listen, genetically modified crops uh, have have dug humanity out of a hole at times in the last century, and they will do so at much greater rates in the future. Well, that's, that's the tech fix argument. But um, the, actually, the, you know, the, the increase in crop yields is tremendous. So that would be the Green Revolution, which mm. certainly... You know, it certainly ended some of the predictions of some of the doom monk. You know, people saying, oh, you know, the humanity won't be able to feed itself. It's, it's going to be chaotic. But thankfully, yes, we were able to make adaptations. And, you know, very clever scientists like the guy who's known as the father of the Green uh, Revolution, Norman Borlaug, you know, they, they, they enable crop yields to increase. Of course, they had to use quite a lot of fertilizers and pesticides, which had their own sort of, you know, question marks mm. around them. But even Norman Borlaug said, look, I've only given humanity a breathing space. We actually need to get our population in balance. He actually said that I'm not, you know, I'm not making this up. So he recognized that, you know, tech can help us, but tech can be overwhelmed. So, for example, in India, we saw a study from an Indian academic looking at the deployment of renewable energy, which has been fantastic in India. You know, amazing just solar panels, uh, you know, renewable energies, wind power, et cetera, et cetera. But the population growth has taken away two thirds of the advantages of that renewable re revolution. So all the time we're running to, to stand still, if you like, and to catch up. So it, it just makes sense. It's not about telling people not to have children. It's not about sort of coercion or control. It's almost entirely about delivering good things in terms of educating girls and giving women their rights. I mean, Millions of girls are not in school. You know, they may get into primary school. They certainly won't get to secondary school. Millions, nearly 300 million women don't have access to the family planning choice they want. Mm. They don't have agency over their own bodies. And these are just, you know, these are simple things to sort out. It would, it would take the, uh, the personal fortunes of Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk to sort that, but they like to get onto big rockets and fire themselves up into space oh, well, and dream of populating Mars, which is... Bonkers. Not just that. Elon Musk wants to get into a cage and fight Mark Zuckerberg, apparently. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's where we find ourselves. Robin, listen, it's been really interesting talking to you and thank you for the time. Robin Maynard is Executive Director of Population Matters. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.